Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Ashley, how you doing? I'm so good. It is the holiday season is really upon us, Delora, and I'm feeling it. It truly is. In my spirit. Birthday month. Your birthday is coming up. How exciting. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So excited to see another year of life. Thank you. Hey, Zeus. I appreciate it. (laughs) Yes. Ashley, this is our final pop culture episode of the year can you believe it, it i know it's so hard to say goodbye but guys we have to take a break to we spend do. time with our family and friends just like you guys a much needed break because guess what in 2021 we have recorded so far 57 episodes yeah we've been busy <laughs> we've been a little and- busy we have the nerve to add a new segment to our podcast in conversation with. Exactly. We've been busy, guys. We've been busy. And so because this is our pop culture episode, we're going to recap 2021. So Ashley, 2021 has been interesting. I have to say, personally, it has not been as devastating as 2020. So thank you, God, for that. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, But we still go, in the world around us, we still went through an insurrection, a placement of a new president, as well as the very first woman of color, Black woman, Indian vice president, major key. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had vaccinations. (laughs) There's been storms and all the things, but you know what we talk about? We talk about pop culture, okay? And so with that, Ashley and I are going to give our favorite 2021 moments of pop culture. So Ashley, would you like to go first? Sure. My first one is from January because I figure we're going to go in order. (laughs) Yes. Speaking of the inauguration, the Amanda Gorman introduction to the world guys there were a few moments that Delora and I talked about from the inauguration in general but have to say my favorite was Miss Amanda Gorman becoming the youngest inaugural poet in U.S. history she's only continued to shine throughout this year she just to name a few things signed with IMG Models she has published three books. Yes. She became the first poet to ever perform during a Super Bowl. She became wow. the first ever global change maker for Estee Louder. Wow. So many more accomplishments, Delora. So as Vogue said of her when she became the first poet to ever grace the cover in April, Amanda Gorman is a poet, activist, optimist, style icon, and a phenomenon in the making. I cannot wait to see what this young lady has in store for us for many, yes. many years to come, including that run for president that she promised us. So all the snaps and claps for our good sis, Amanda Gorman. Phenomenal. Yes. I mean, truly, truly impressive. I actually bought two of her books. I bought the actual inauguration poem as well as her kid book for uh, the babe. So you're still supposed to send me a copy of something of Amanda Gorman's that we talked about. So maybe that's my Christmas gift. Maybe. I never said that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm putting that out there on the mic, guys. Y'all heard it. (laughs) I'm I'm really good for remembering things. I never said that, but okay. (laughs) I'll hook you up, girl. I'll hook you up. All right. What's your next top 2021 moment? (laughs) Girl. I'm talking about H&M with the big O, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, Harry and Meghan's interview with Oprah. Oh, yeah. Girl. Oh, yeah. Me being a royal wa- watcher, essentially from birth, because I get it from my mama. <laughs> um, 
just could not believe the the tea that was spilled during this <laughs> this interview. Everything from you know Megan's saying her piece when it comes to the tabloids and how much they lied on her claiming that she made her sister-in-law cry when in fact it was the reverse Mm. and girl we cannot forget this phenomenal line that will go down in pop culture history were you silent or silenced okay and apparently she's still silenced because she didn't tell us who asked about (laughs) rg skin color Mm -hmm. so that hunt is still going on very strong. I have a strong inkling that it's Charles. But anyway, um, <laughs> but I'm so proud. It could have been Harry. Camilla. It may have been Camilla. <laughs> I don't trust her. She's so been the villain well. for so long. It's hard for me to put her in any other role. Okay. <laughs> but since this interview, um, Megan and Harry have since welcomed their beautiful baby daughter. We have not seen pictures, but I'm assuming of Lilibet Diana Mountbatten Windsor. Um, and they have been featured as Time 100's most world's most influential people. And they were cover stars. Okay. Iconic cover. Okay. So they've gone on to do great things and I look forward to seeing more of them. So right now they're championing vaccination availability around the world, as well as paid parental leave. So I'm here for all the things. So snaps to my Royal faves, Megan and Harry. (laughs) All right. My next from May and July, because this is a split. So Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka putting mental health first, Delora. It was unprecedented to see two Black female athletes at the height of their talents and power choose to put their mental health first. We had four-time Grand Slam champion Naomi Osaka choosing to drop out of the French Open in May after being fined for her decision to skip press obligations due to the mental health toll. She subsequently also withdrew from Wimbledon. Woo, major. Then in July, the GOAT of gymnastics and the face of the 2021 Tokyo Olympics, Simone Biles withdrew from multiple events, citing her own mental health struggles and a case of the twisty. Simone said at the time she was inspired by Naomi Osaka and would tell others who are struggling to put their own needs first. She said, put mental health first, because if you don't, then you're not going to enjoy your sport and you're not going to succeed as much as you want to. So it's okay sometimes to even sit out the big competitions to focus on yourself because it shows how strong of a competitor that you really are rather than just battle through it. One of the things that we talked about that was so impressive too about this is Simone was still by the side of all her teammates, rooting them on in the stands, biggest cheerleader, and still ultimately wanting what was best for her teammates. At a time when we've all gone through unprecedented loss and change, it was so inspiring to see these young ladies really standing up for themselves. So again, snaps and claps to the good sisters, Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka. Yes, that was actually on my list too, but I just went ahead and highlighted some other uh, topics, but mental health in sports definitely seem to have been a major, major topic of conversation in 2021 and much deserved considering the type of year 2020 was. I mean, the amount of death and loss um, that the world felt and to come into this new year and expect that like and act like 2020 didn't happen is just unrealistic and that we weren't continuing to suffer in 2021 there was still a lot there was still plenty it's still going on right now exactly so very inspiring ladies i've started my therapy journey so thank you so much yes 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 so my next hot topic of 2021 Jeopardy trying to find a host. (laughs) Uh, This hosting fiasco started, unfortunately, shortly after the great Alex Trebek passed away um, at the end of last year. 
They have since went on to have guest hosts ranging anywhere from Katie Couric to our dude, the great LeVar Kutakente Burton, okay? (laughs) But no matter how many guests hosts they had, they landed on the executive producer who did not fill any of those guest seats. He just was miraculously crowned as the host of this iconic game show on August 11th. However, his tenure was very short because by August 20th, he lost his job. Because What's the same name again? I've already forgotten. Mike Richards. Right, right. So after reports by The Ringer revealed that he had made some offensive and sexist comments from a podcast years ago. And, uh, you know, the court of public opinion did not let up on him. And so he quit. So since then, Jenny's, uh, one of the Ken Jenny's in particular, the long, the longest winning winner of Jeopardy, I should say, and Maya Bialik, they now share hosting duties into 2022. So that's what they're sitting on right now. But man, this whole situation has tarnished the great prestigious game show that we know. What is <laughs> the greatest prestigious network game show that we know? Jeopardy. So. And LaVar said, don't associate me with that issue anymore. I'm moving on. Because it was ugly how they treated him. They knew he was a fan favorite and he wasn't even under consideration. So that says a lot about what was going on behind the scenes there. So your turn, Ashley. All right. Celebrity Showergate, Delora. It all began with Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. Girl. We learned a lot more than we ever thought we would about the showering and hygiene habits of certain celebrities. And for some of us, those in our own lives, I can speak for myself because I started asking people after this. (laughs) Oh, I didn't want to know. Girl, I did. I needed to know. You had everyone from The Rock to Jake Gyllenhaal chiming in. Moral of the story, everyone was not raised the same, clearly. So for those of us who are single out in these streets, ask new questions to your dating list because we need to know about how folks are really getting down when it comes to their hygiene habits. So Ashley, I want to give these people just an ounce of grace. I wonder if some of some of their hygiene habits changed after the year 2020. <laughs> and you know, they have not been able to, you know, reinvigorate. You're so <laughs> the, kind. The hygiene practices. You're of so kind. Corona. I don't think these people in particular who made these statements, I think they have been going hard like this for a very long time. <laughs> Based on the comments made, I think they have been going this hard for a long time. I liked how they tried to downplay it afterwards and make it seem like it wasn't a big deal, what have you. But, you know, do y'all. I'm not sleeping with any of y'all. None of, not yeah. living with any of y'all. So they whatever probably get moves the Sheets change daily anyway. So. As long as you okay with those side eyes, live y'all Ooh. best lives. All right, Delora, what's next? <laughs> Benefer 2.0. When I tell you Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez was the couple back in the day, I think they were the first, you know, celebrity combined named uh, couple out here in these streets. They were definitely huge tabloid fighters. So probably so. The early 2000s for the youngins who may not know this, Um, but they were together and like I mentioned in the early 2000s, then they broke up in 2004, citing excessive media attention (laughs) as um, part of the reason why they broke up a lot of pressure. Uh, I guess back in 2018, JLo said that in the beginning, they played along with the media because it was fun, but then it ultimately destroyed them. But guess what, honey, in July, uh, 25th, J-Lo's 
52nd birthday, she made the relationship, rekindling their relationship official on Instagram with a kiss, a picture of them kissing, which was major <laughs> considering she just broke up from her engagement with a rod. Yep. So I'm here for it because again, I was a very young teenager in their heyday when they were together. And I told you in some of our conversation earlier this year, that this was the first time where I was like, my mom's an Oracle because she told me, she was like, they're not going to make it. They're not going to get married. I'm like, mom, they're getting married this weekend. And literally like a couple of days before their weekend wedding, they called it off or he called it off actually. That so, pink diamond ring. I still need to know where that is living. I have to say they are acting coy kind of, but a lot of the pictures that were surfacing between them, even today, not to her Jenny on the block video, specifically the yacht scene mm-hmm. of him cupping her butt and, and uh, you know, them be on red carpets, obviously hand in hand, but whenever anyone asks Ben about Jen, he changes the subject very, well, at, least, very at least this gen because his comments about jennifer garner on howard stern were Girl. jesus leave that poor woman alone she I is know. an and amazing I love jennifer baker garner. I love jennifer and an amazing garner. actress and honestly sometimes i hope she doesn't resent him because she was a kick-ass movie star and then he Hello? got married and, and start, she started having his baby so okay hello alias hello it. electra that's Loved what I'm it. saying. That is what I'm saying. I so. just feel like she never spoke an unkind words. So I just don't want to do this. Like, I just don't want to go down this, this rabbit hole. That's still the mother of your children. You still have to co-parent. Like, let's not do that. So but let's, let's also recognize that Ben is a bit of a mess. Like I know JLo is happy to be back with him, but Jen was doing some work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Taking care of him and dealing with his addiction. I mean, I feel like all his high profile <laughs> girlfriends dealt with him with some type of vice one one time or, or another because you got to remember he was with Gwyneth he had a gambling issue and again alcoholism and everything like that so I don't know it's I don't not think- one relationship that perpetuates issues you already have like that's yes between you and yes. you like yes. that's between you and yes. you sir yes thank you Ashley thank of you of course so you know, hot topic of 2021. Do you have anything else or any honorable mentions? I have one more. And that is, of course, something we have discussed multiple times throughout the year. Britney is free, baby. Okay. Hashtag free Britney. Yes, ma'am. Girl, in a battle we covered extensively, Britney being freed from her 13 year conservatorship felt like a victory for not just Britney, but for her hardcore fans, all of us who grew up with her, and also those who understood the harsh reality of her situation and of conservatorship law in general through her testimonies, the hashtag Free Britney movement, and documentaries that have come out, such as Framing Britney Spears and the New York Times Britney versus Spears. Delora, I still look back at old footage of Britney and feel sad at what she's gone through, but just really hope that this newfound freedom will have her living her best life moving forward. Yes. Thank you, Ashley. That was also on my list too. So you covered it. I'm so happy. And who would have thunk we would be where we are today with Britney Spears based off some of the conversations we were having earlier this year. It's like, Mm -hmm unheard of i mean it's really a credit to her hardcore fans as she said like the whole free britney movement i remember thinking it was nuts at first too i was like why if she's never spoken out against this why are you guys going so hard but literally it just shows that level of fandom really helped to move things forward and allow her to speak her truth and that is amazing amazing all right ashley I do have a bit of uh, speed round slash honorable mentions that I just really want to get on, get on tape here. Okay. <laughs> Hit us with them. All right. Meg, the graduate, uh, Meg the Stallion graduated with her college degree, major key. Congratulations, girl. Especially considering the type of year she had getting shot earlier 
in the foot that people want to so quickly forget and her winning the grammys the grammys every time i talk about (laughs) meg it's like the is necessary uh so very proud of her kim passing the baby bar yes juicy smoulet found guilty not juicy (laughs) (laughs) this is a nod to dave Chappelle, who was also very much a hot topic this year but i don't want to talk about him but found guilty ashley were you surprised no no we don't even have we didn't even have to talk about that we We did not but you know i just wonder is don lemon gonna ever sit down with himself and talk about (laughs) the things that he needs to do better in the future (laughs) don't we can't just skirt skirt you know you a reporter (laughs) i get it I get it. I love Don Lemon, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, everybody is everybody wants to be held accountable or hold people accountable till it's their turn. That's all I'm saying. I love me some Don, so I ain't got nothing to say. Right now. So, <laughs> and then more recently, the internet being undefeated per usual, Nancy Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> the throat goat terrible y'all are trifling y'all are trifling if y'all don't know what we're talking about i don't even know if i should even explain it just go just look up nancy reagan in hollywood because she was an actress before she was first lady that's all i gotta say before we get into our microdose, I have okay. one more 2021 milestone we yeah. have to talk about and that is to Sorry. highlight the growth of our podcast yeah. okay we have seen growth in our audience we changed our format guys we marked we our first full year in october yes. we started our interviews with industry insiders as delora always puts it <laughs> yes. and last but certainly not least we got a nomination for the national black podcasting awards as one of three finalists for best black film tv podcast y'all hear that national i don't know if well, you said it, that it's actually international because oh. they have people in other countries so yes. i'm sorry international black podcasting awards i don't know if we yeah. talked about that before major so hell of a year cannot wait to see what 2022 has in store for the pod but that is my final 2021 milestone and i'm done yeah Thank you so much, Ashley. I'm so proud of you, girl. You too, sis. We did that. We need some theme music. I'm so proud of you. I'm so, (laughs) I'm so, I'm so, okay. Cheers. Cheers, girl. Cheers. Sipping on this Roscato. Same. We're just so in sync today. (laughs) We are. All right, Ashley, let's get into these microdoses. So, our lovely listeners, we are microdosing two shows today. The first, as always, Insecure. Episode eight, Choices. Okay. Issa <laughs> <laughs> finds herself at a crossroads in both her career and relationship. Molly spends an emotional day getting her parents' will in order. I'm telling you, I'm loving this season for just the pure representation of where millennials are in uh, in today, taking care of our parents or, you know, being mindful of how our parents are doing, you know what I mean? To Mm -hmm. different levels, as well as making decisions that's going to affect the rest of your life. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. Ashley, were you surprised to see uh Christian roll up on her and give her this job proposition I was surprised because what we have seen so far is that he was very resolute in his feelings about her and about her essentially kind of being a sellout and not doing what was best for the community and I wasn't here for any of that so I was None happy to see it but it was unexpected but to her one co-worker's point who uh is always with her he was looking yes. fine though. So I would have accepted that apology. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I'm a sucker for the beautiful men. <laughs> I have to say in this episode, when we see Issa daydream through her two options, one, she has an entire contract or offer with uh, the marketing company that she was working with that had the dog wars, okay, uh, that she was looking for. And, and then of course the the 
Crenshaw proposal and both both roads ultimately led uh, her down a path where she doesn't get a chance to work with Ty Dolla Sign. I mean, is he <laughs> the epitome of success, Ashley? Like, <laughs> at least in her, at least in her fantasies. <laughs> Which route would you choose? That's a great question. Either route, the fashion was on point. Let me say that yes. she was looking yes. fabulous. She was. Um, I can't necessarily say what I would do, but I can say what I think Issa is going to do. And I think Issa is going to choose the home route. I think she's going to try to remain a staple within her community, community. over necessarily mm-hmm. branching out and becoming this big. Because I felt some level of anxiety with either or maybe there's going to be some happy medium that she can find Mm -hmm. between the two but Mm -hmm. I felt more anxiety with the life that was taking her outside of her community where she was going to be you know so far removed where she wasn't going to be feel like she had a great touch point and really be involved and why do we live so far away and you know all those questions so that's what I think she's going to end up doing me I'm probably more of the first one that's not because I don't love my city that's just because I dream of a lifestyle of uh, living amongst (laughs) the elite of society to a certain extent, but that's just me. I think Issa is going to go a different way. What about you? I I don't know. I think she could go either route. I do. I guess I should say that I feel like she'll probably lean towards more of the community aspect because community has been her touchstone this entire time, right? Mm-hmm. Even with her nonprofit work at We Got Y'all, <laughs> uh, you know, she obviously loves her community and wants to help in any kind of way. And I'm here for it. All right, Ashley. But which route would you take? Was your initial oh, question? Oh, the first one. I'm okay. Sorry. We're the same. <laughs> That's why we, we work are. together, guys. That's why we work together. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm not from there. So here, uh, <laughs> I love the cameos, yeah, Elaine Welteroth and Tyra yes. uh, being there. And one of the things that I noticed is that Ethan is in both scenarios. Did it feel authentic to you? So Nathan being in both scenarios makes sense because that's who she's with, but she still has that longing and that looking for Lawrence, then I'm like, we only have two episodes left. What are but we the doing? Way she screamed, had me crying. When he was, was leaning like, in to kiss her. <laughs> no, he was like, hey, honey. She was like, ah, what is this? <laughs> well, for me, it took me watching the wind down at the end where Issa said herself, Issa D has always had a what if guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Yo, she did because guess what? It was Daniel. It was right? Daniel in the first season, and now it's yeah, that but she Lawrence. acted on that one at What If Two, didn't she? So what she we about to sure do? Did but hey, we're 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 shooting for the growth, okay? I'm so right. we'll see uh, what that looks like. <laughs> That's the title of episode two for anyone who's wondering where I got that from. Uh, and then finally, Molly having a rough time. We had Kelly assist her with creating a will for her parents. They were able to be successful in completing it. Thank Jesus, because Lord knows the fact that they weren't in any type of hurry to make one after her mom's stroke was quite disappointing. But Black folks don't like to talk about death. So yes. <laughs> how about that? Yes. <laughs> like, don't um, bring that evil in here, Ricky Bobby. Don't bring that evil, <laughs> evil over here. <laughs> but what I loved was that she was grown enough to tell her boo, like, hey, I know we're supposed to go out, but I've had a hard day because guess what? this whole, you know, watching out for my parents thing took a toll on me and old dude sent her wings and why? I was like, that is somebody who is interested. Okay. Guys, step your game all the way up. I was so impressed. I was so impressed and satisfied. Any other thoughts, Ashley, on episode eight before the penultimate episode of next week, episode nine? We talked about it off mic. So on the wind down, that red suit, was chef's kiss. You looked amazing, sis. 
Um, I'm just, I'm sad. I feel like I'm end up shedding a tear on the finale. Um, I even posted to our stories the fact there's going to be like an after show kind of of the final season and documentary. Yeah. And I saw Issa getting emotional. I was like, oh, this is going to get to me. It's going to pull on my heartstrings. I think it's going to drop December 26th. So be on the lookout for that after the finale. But I'm ready and sad. So that's really all I have. For me, I'm just interested in what's going to happen because I really felt like these last two episodes were kind of transitional episodes, like nothing major happened. So they may do really, the flash forward, like you said, that may be how we have to tie everything up. And so with only two episodes left, and I don't think the final episode is any longer it should be interesting to see where this goes, especially with Molly. Cause I'm like, I need for her to get in a wedding dress or something. Like I need to know Ooh, what's going to happen. That would be a great way to end it is Molly's wedding. Boom. Yes. There you go. Molly's You're wedding. welcome. Finale. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get into our second micro dose. The long awaited reboot of Sex in the City now known as and just like that dropped last Thursday, Ashley. Yep. With two episodes. The first one entitled, Hello, It's Me. And the second episode titled, Little Black Dress. Ashley, I don't, I don't even know where to start. I guess I can read the summary of the first two episodes. Okay, the first. After discussing how to handle change, Carrie is challenged to be sexual, oh, sexually open on Che's podcast. Miranda has a disastrous first day of school and Charlotte tries to impress a fellow mom. And then another big change no one saw coming. That's episode one. In episode two, the summary says Miranda and Charlotte come to Carrie's aid, proving what good friends are for. Anthony and Stanford vow to let go of petty arguments. Ashley, I don't even know where to go. I think we kind of <laughs> we kind of just need to jump in feet first with this. Yes. Okay. And I'm going Starting... back and looking at our text chain so I can remember all my first thoughts. <laughs> and you know what, you guys, speak of new segments, Ashley and I talked about this online, but I'm going to go ahead and start it. I'm going to start a new segment on our social media called uh, hotline bling. And it's going to capture some of <laughs> me and Ashley's conversations on hot topics that we have offline via text. <laughs> I'll try, to, that. I'll try to keep my language as clean as possible. <laughs> <laughs> you get the approvals on the screenshots, I promise. Okay. So, Ashley, okay, let's start with the fact I was cringing at the conversation of why Samantha wasn't there. So they yeah. start the opening, not even five minutes in, we have the conversation of where is Samantha? What did you think about that conversation? So I understand there's real life beef with Kim Petrell, but let's not make Samantha seem so petty. Like Samantha, the character, would never just dip out on Carrie about finances. And I just didn't like it. Like I felt like there should have been more thought put into the real reason why a friendship of that long would have really dissolved. And I wasn't satisfied with it for the character's sake. Yeah, no, I'm here with you. I mean, especially that conversation between Miranda and Carrie uh, after lunch, them trying to further explain it. I'm just like, what are we doing here? Like, and it's like they're morphing Kim and Samantha together Mm -hmm. and everyone knows it. And I didn't, I did not enjoy that at all. Like she moved to London. Suddenly she ain't speaking to nobody. She was clear across the country in LA and she was still popping up on y'all every chance she got. Like, no. Uh, Movie two, even though we don't talk about movie two often because it was awful, but (laughs) I mean, I, I love Sex and the City. Movie 2 is I not do. my favorite, but I've watched every episode multiple times. So, yes. like, don't yes. shit on the show characters just because of the real life, you know, messiness. 
uh age was a big theme uh in this first episode talking about changes that they've made individually to stay quote-unquote young or relevant or the changes some of them decided not to do uh 50 ain't that old Ashley I feel like they were making a big deal about their age and I didn't really appreciate that what I thought when we're reviving a a franchise like Sex in the City is we're still going to keep the tone and the energy of the show the same which is we're living our best lives no matter what age we are 50s are not old I thought you guys are still going to be thriving and showing us what that looks like now in this phase of your life y'all got Steve out here wearing hearing aids barely able to hear anything y'all got y'all got uh Charlotte's so concerned about age. She's asking Miranda to color her hair by association. I mean, it just, to your point, I didn't like it because I'm like, our parents are older than that. And they're not even remotely acting like how you guys are acting. So not at all. And this is sex in the city. Like, where is the fun, vivacious energy that we're used to? And honestly, I think that's part of the reason why they didn't name the Sex in the City. I think they named it and just like that, because I can't get over the fact that Carrie Bradshaw has issues talking about sex on a podcast. For her to be the leader or a leading voice in sexuality to now becoming archaic in and borderline prudish in the conversation what but to be fair that does happen in life i will say that you may get but, a little more reserved but the but real I, life lady is doing a whole woman show on stage still talking right about now, sex so yes i'm not i'm not getting it i don't did you what are your thoughts ashley it was definitely strange i guess i understood the rationale she was saying where she's used to being able to talk about it kind of alone behind her keyboard so to me that makes a little more sense because it's a new platform you know everybody's not always comfortable translating their personality to different platforms let's say you've always done radio maybe going to tv is intimidating for you so i get it from that perspective but i think it was more so i think it was more so the conversation with being that took me by surprise as long as y'all been messing around y'all have never talked about masturbation before like never and that seemed again awkward maybe i have to watch these again because watching it the first time I don't know if I had high expectations. Honestly, I didn't have any expectations, but what I got, I didn't feel very comfortable with. (laughs) Not to say big is not attractive or anything like that, but he's a man of a certain age. I don't want to see a man his age pleasuring himself. That just is not what I'm interested in. So I was into the fact that they were exploring this new you know frontier in their relationship i just didn't need to see it like i thought the scene was gonna cut when she was like do that's this what for i'm me. saying and i was like oh that's hot do you yeah. think carrie and then and we as we're there. sitting there i was like oh now i'm uncomfortable like now this is getting awkward are we gonna pan away are we gonna cut like what is happening here i do not like chris this was uncomfortable for me to watch so i can't imagine what it was like for you to it's be like, sitting there filming this the director saying and now exactly now, keep going Keep you know, going. we know some actors like Robert Pattinson really commit. I don't need that from Chris. I don't need it. Uh, I don't need it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Another change um, that is definitely worth mentioning is the, f- the amount of faces of color, which is something, I think that's why I felt awkward in this revival, Ashley. I feel like in some ways they were over correcting themselves for all of the critique because let's keep it real sex in the city didn't really age very well in Mm -hmm. in some in a lot of areas when it comes to uh social commentary right and so they're over correcting so you have miranda in particular in my opinion who is the embodiment of this just awkwardly stumbling her way into her college courses um when she was like the brave thing I'm just like I I think you would have been better off thinking that your professor was young than thinking and that's what I thought it was gonna be and then you just went down just put your foot all the way in your mouth I was looking at my text and I said to you no wonder they avoided black people all this time Man, that was really, really, was really rough. uncomfortable, really uncomfortable. But I do love that Miranda, they're allowing Miranda 
to grow career-wise because Miranda was always so successful in the series in terms of being a lawyer that is showing the realities of, oh, I, even though I'm this age, I got shaken up by the events of the world and decided that what I'm doing is not satisfying my me in terms of really having an impact. And I like that for her character. That's pretty much the only thing I liked for her character so far in this revival. <laughs> and Miranda was one of my favorite characters on the show. Yeah. Yeah, I think they made Charlotte more annoying. Uh, she's a <laughs> super mom, but I'll explain the annoyance actually more in episode two. But she is very adamant about her everyone coming to see Lily's recital. And they did. And Ashley Big decides not to go. Mind you, before Carrie left, they really played up how happy and in love they were. They were planning on going on a trip to their other location in the country somewhere. He I'm assuming has, country is the Hamptons. <laughs> well, I, I the Hamptons, yes. I, I mean, that's I'm just no, I'm just assuming because yeah. where else are we going? You know what I mean? I know we're not going to Aiden's house. You remember we're that? not. House? Yes, that's not what we're doing with Big. Mind you, Team Aiden. For anyone who ever needed to know where my he stances was such are such a sweetheart big was toxic af and carrie was stupid to go with him but you know at the end we saw they were very much in love during the pandemic they played a new album every night while they cooked dinner uh, we got dance. carrie cooking who would have ever thought i know and i'm not gonna lie I knew something was up because they were too happy, Ashley. Has, have they ever been this happy before we get to the big, the big, big part? In the second movie, they were pretty happy. I don't remember there being too much. Well, besides the Aiden thing, right? Besides, the, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we put we threw Aiden back in there. But, before, you know, the in-betweens, I knew that there was happiness and there was love. Right. And he's big has always been portrayed as being the one for Carrie. True. So I figured, OK, we're just at a good point. But once I finally realized something was happening was once the music started and we're cutting yeah. in between the two scenes. And I said, oh, what y'all about to do to my guy? This is not looking good. And to that point, to your point, Ashley, Big is on his Peloton, not a generic form of bicycling. <laughs> you know what I mean? At home workout, Peloton. He with that whore Allegra. I was going to say with his <laughs> favorite instructor. And he has a successful ride. This is his thousandth ride, okay? And lo and behold, he has a heart attack. Carrie hauling a freaking cab in 2021 when she could have called an Uber Black. I know Big got a driver. What that, is going on, Ashley? That right there, that part right there. Big always had a driver. So we've gotten rid of the driver? Okay. I know his wife would have been covered. So Carrie makes her way home, waltzing in, wondering where Big is, and he is on the bathroom floor waiting for her seemingly. And we have this, in my opinion, awkward eye lock, this pause. Then she runs to him crying, and just like that, Big is dead. The most heavily disputed talked about upsetting moment of the series guys I was cussing my television out I said how could y'all fucking do this to me y'all brought this beloved series back just to kill Mr. Big in episode one and Delora I just read an article today with Chris Knopfler he said originally he went for it he was like why not just leave well enough alone if that's going to yeah. be the case but he was talked into it because he knew the writing was going to be good all this and that but he said I guess this moment of them lock, locking eyes and all this was supposed to be their Bonnie and Clyde moment it would not have had the same emotional gravitas if we watched her not really holding on to him and kind of them knowing that these were his final moments if she had been fiddling for her phone or his phone it wouldn't have been the same I guess I disagree with that as an audience member I wanted to see her do everything she, she do possibly enough. could to save her control this is a PSA people learn CPR because Period. CPR could have saved that man's life long enough for him to get somebody to come and you know, do their fibrillator, do all the things they needed to do to restart his heart, save Girl. him. All she needed to Girl. do was preserve his mind. So 
it was very upsetting guys I mean watching it surprisingly I was not emotional I think I was like what is going on here I know I know he's not about to die and you know what I knew he was going to die through some of the foreshadowing that was happening in the episode specifically with him sitting on the ledge the light is the sun is shining on him while he's smoking his cigar as she walks out the door for the recital that that whole look was like borderline like angelic kind of like in my opinion and the fact that they lingered on that I was like big is about to die and so when he actually died because I'm like why is he still alive when she got there but then people were like he was holding on for her to come home that man was slowly dying. What are you y'all talking about? He was slowly dying. He didn't have a massive yeah. heart attack, but he was dying. But her running in, getting soaking wet and screaming and crying was just like and sucking the final air out of his lungs, kissing on him. And I the was fact really that they upset. had big in a freaking body bag when Miranda and Charlotte showed up. I was like, what are we? what are they trying to do to us they really want to torture us right now right that's what we signed up for i didn't think that's what we signed up for i didn't sign up for that i was devastated (laughs) i was devastated truly let's get like carrie talking about what am i gonna do now girl what are any of us gonna do now why why did (laughs) y'all and to that point again ashley 50 is not that old so now carrie out here is a widow miranda got gray hair (laughs) where are we going with this because it's not going to be exciting for her to get on the dating scene knowing that her beloved husband is no longer with us exactly how quickly excited for that how quickly is she going to be able to get over the love of her life dying of a heart attack my deal is it's different if they had gotten divorced and it would have been more exciting to you know see her potentially dating again or whatever but let's go ahead and get into this episode too ashley this is the funeral episode we are literally walking with carrie through one of the most devastating moments of her life trying to find the appropriate location for freaking bigs with i can't believe i'm saying these words right now actually like <laughs> charlotte is losing her freaking mind she is so self-absorbed right now actually i cannot even deal she is freaking out because she believes she's the reason why big is dead if she hadn't forced carrie to come to lily's recital none of this would have happened she really annoyed me i always like charlotte always had a bit of this in her throughout the series but usually she was always the most on top of things when it came to manners and yes. the right way to do things. Remember, even yes. seasons uh, when uh, Miranda's mother passed away and things like that, she was just always that that person. Yes. So to see her in this, where she's just overly emotional so much that they confuse her for the widow, and it was just a lot for me. I wasn't excited about what they've done to Charlotte's character. Were you surprised of how stoic Carrie? Yeah, was that's what I said. Whole, that's what know? I said to you in my text. I said I was surprised because. This is the first real tragedy that we've seen Carrie's character go through. Like we've seen her be a shoulder for other people, but not necessarily like this. And I think Carrie was always someone who was very uh, vocal emotionally about things. So I was surprised, but maybe right now she's really just going through the motions because it was so shocking and it was so unexpected. And at the end of the day, you don't ever know how you're going to deal with such a significant loss. So I give the character grace for that, but I didn't expect this whole Jackie O stoic demeanor and vibe yeah. from her at all. I mean, her outfit was fire, but I mean, that funeral was a bit sterile. Like, in terms of, I'm like, is this a doctor's office or a celebration of someone's life? Like, I don't understand. And then we talked about what made it sad for us as the audience is we know Stanford, the actor who played Stanford really passed away. So that was what I was more thinking about during those things. And I even was about big because we just knew what was to come. Yeah. Ashley there's a lot of other storylines that are going on um for for instance miranda and steve's son is a sex addict first of all who allows their teenage son's girlfriend to spend the night um and have loud sex like that doesn't make any sense to me it's deeply disturbing deeply disturbing yeah i i 
I don't know what to expect at this rate, Ashley. Do you have any thoughts? Um, any predictions for the season? I have no idea where we're about to go at this point. I mean, could have never predicted never. that we were going to lose. I mean, this is worse than Game of Thrones. At least they gave Ned a whole first season. You whole know what I'm season. Saying? You grew to love him and everything. Yeah. Yes, they said this is it. But I don't know. I just hope again, tone wise and like the vibe of the show kind of gets back to a little bit lighter because yeah. that's what I fell in love with Sex in the City for. Yeah. The banter, the the chemistry between our ladies. Like I need that again. I want some of the fun because if we're just going to drag this out, it's going to be really sad for the rest of the season. There's plenty of other shows to watch for all of that. That's not what I yeah. came to this looking for. Well, it still has its power. Peloton stock crashed after it crazy crazy you know it 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 has made its mark uh one last thing i want to know what are your thoughts about the addition to nicole ari parker loved her looked fabulous excited to see if they're going to branch out more from her just being a associate of charlotte like are we going to get to see more of her in in her life yeah exactly especially because we have a hold of field technically you know we've always had a foursome so and uh the introduction of miranda's professor i'm really excited to see more of her as well Mm -hmm. my only prediction well i have two obviously they're setting us up for Miranda having some type of drinking problem and then my out there prediction is I think Carrie might have some memory loss yeah you said that I hope not again I don't need all this sadness guys I need to be uplifted yeah so and just like that we are done with this microdose Thank you, Ashley. What a wonderful 2021 it has been. I am so excited because we have one more episode before the end of this fabulous year. We sure do. What are we recapping next week, Ashley? So guys, in the spirit of the holiday season, Delora and I are going to recap two Christmas films. We're calling it a Christmas medley. One of my favorites and one of Dolores' favorites. We are doing The Santa Claus and The Holiday. The Santa Claus is currently available on Disney+. Plus. The Holiday is available on Hulu. So if you want a little refresh, get with us in the holiday spirit, feel free to check those out. Otherwise, we'll see you next time. 